Hey, what's up everyone? Henry here, Disruptive Money Management. And today we're going to be talking about the five most costly mistakes you can make with your Roth IRA. For those of you that recall, I had recently uh, uploaded an episode where I put the traditional IRA against the Roth IRA. And at the very end, I crowned the Roth IRA as the eventual winner. If you had not had a chance to check it out yet, please check it out. It gives you a deep dive into what the uh, biggest difference between a traditional IRA versus the Roth IRA is and why you should choose one over the other. Now, going back to the Roth IRA is often touted as the single most powerful vehicle available when it comes towards investing for retirement. And, and it is with good reason. Currently, the Roth IRA is the only investment vehicle that allows an individual investor to invest for retirement and upon retirement, withdraw money tax-free. Now, I don't know about you, but each and every year, the tax man comes, and each and every year, my wife and I drown ourselves in wine after having met with our CPA to file our taxes. So to be able to have a retirement vehicle for tax-free income in retirement, it's a no-brainer. Two things I want to start off with very early on are eligibility requirements and terminology. So first off, in order to open a Roth IRA, you must be age 18 or over. And in order to fund the Roth IRA, you must have eligible earned income. That means you have to be a W-2 employee or a 1099 independent contractor and filing a tax return. Cash money coming in from under a table without any pay stubs and tax returns will not work. Now, I know you're like, duh, Henry, who doesn't file taxes? But really, you'll be surprised. Myself, I grew up in the heart of San Francisco, and being Chinese-American, I was very embedded into the local Chinese community in San Francisco. There are so many that were paid under the table, and all that they were able to do was really just deposit into a bank savings account because they didn't have the opportunity to invest in qualified investment accounts such as the IRAs. Secondly, the Roth IRA is just an underlying investment vehicle. Not an investment, but an investment vehicle. I often hear people asking, hey, what's your Roth IRA return? The Roth IRA doesn't generate any returns. The investments within it do. Think of the Roth IRA just as a basket, and that basket holds stocks, bonds, ETFs, and mutual funds. Also, keep in mind that the I in Roth IRA stands for individual. These accounts are all tied to individual Social Security numbers, so for joint households, you can do two of these, one for you and your spouse or significant other. Which leads me directly into costly mistake number one. Again, five costly mistakes, starting with number one, not investing and just sitting in cash. I'm going to preface that this is an all too common mistake. This happened to a client of mine a few years back. At the time, I was already managing the bulk of his retirement assets and making sure he was sticking to his financial plan. The startup Roth IRA was just a small portion of his nest egg, so we decided to have my client try investing on his own. Quite frankly, there's no better way to learn unless you're doing it yourself, right? So off he went to establish this account at Charles Schwab and fund the account. So fast forward a year later to our annual review and having gone through our managed assets, I, I asked about his Roth and how it was performing. He looked pretty crestfallen and said with disappointment that it really wasn't doing that great. In comparison to what everything else was doing, his Roth IRA was struggling and seemingly hadn't made anything. I was in shock. The S&P 500 as a whole had double-digit returns that year, so I was very concerned that while he had opened and funded his Roth IRA, he may not have actually gone in and bought any securities. 
I relayed my concerns and asked for a statement to review. Sure enough, when the statement arrived, his account held approximately $7,000 in change in money market. So mistake number one is not actually investing the money. Having a Roth IRA is not an investment. You still need to provide the custodian, which is the place where you have the Roth IRA account at, the direction on how to have it invested. It could be as simple as picking an S&P 500 index fund or buying stocks, but whatever it is, you have to initiate that transaction. Generally speaking, you have to tell them how to invest the cash you have already deposited. And more importantly, if you're making automatic deposits every month into the account, to tell them how to invest those monthly contributions or else they'll just sit there in cash. Another consideration with mistake number one is investing your Roth IRA directly with deposit bank branches and credit unions. Roth IRAs open at a traditional brick and mortar bank or credit union typically only provides money market assets or CDs. These are no good for retirement investing because the bank rates are extremely, extremely low. Bank CD and money market rates are just like keeping it in cash. So make sure if you open a Roth IRA at a local branch office and you did not meet with a licensed investment advisor who talked to you about how to invest and what those investments hold, you're probably in a bank CD or just a Roth IRA money market account. You know, one of the things I hate most about mistake number one is how catastrophic it can be. Far too many times I have met with individuals who have left their accounts in cash or in bank CDs because they were just told they needed a Roth IRA or any retirement account. And listen, I get it. Time passes and you forget, but I have too many horrific experiences with people just sitting in those products for years on end. So again, if you're opening a Roth IRA or any type of retirement account at a bank, make sure you know what it's being invested in. And if they just give you a rate sheet that tells you, hey, this particular account's paying 0.0025, that's far too little for that type of investment account. The number two most costly Roth IRA mistake is investing in bonds and extremely conservative government assets like treasuries. Before I jump into this, I ought to put it out there that there's nothing wrong with going to cash or going into government securities if your objective is to limit downside risk exposure. Early on in this year, in February and March, moving to cash or government securities to limit extreme downside volatility is smart. But staying in extremely conservative investments like bonds for the long term, especially in a Roth IRA, is not. This is even more detrimental the younger that you are. The Roth IRA is a retirement vehicle. And more importantly, it has the advantages of not having RMDs, which is required minimum distributions. That means you don't need to take withdrawals at age 72 if you don't want to. Again, this is why it's one of the most powerful retirement account you can have. Because of the much longer amount of time that you can invest in a Roth IRA without forced withdrawals, you can take a more growth-oriented approach to investing. This approach allows you to take a higher level of risk to maximize your return potential. Again, shy away from the bonds and stick with growth-oriented equities in your 
Roth IRA account. Just to give you an example of hypothetical growth, if you were to invest $6,000 into your Roth IRA in growth equities with an annualized return of just 6% over a 10-year period, you would have an account balance of 79800 If you compare that with a bond portfolio of 3%, you'll have an account balance of 68900 during that same period. That is a difference of 10900 that you're missing out on by being too conservative. Costly mistake number three is on the other side of the spectrum, and that is investing in penny stocks. Penny stocks are what I consider high risk with low to no reward. Penny stocks for those needing a refresher are stocks that are typically traded under five bucks, with most of them trading for under a dollar. Penny stocks have this allure that you can buy a bunch of penny stocks and when they increase in value, you'll instantaneously be rich because of the sheer volume of stocks that you're holding and at that super low amount that you bought it for. And it's easy to become misguided when it comes to penny stocks. People that pitch penny stocks will often talk about how it's going to be the next big thing in pharmaceuticals or the next big tech venture that is unknown now, but it's going to be the replacement for, for Google, right? They'll offer up penny stocks because it's easier to buy more of it with your money. They'll say that, hey, you know, with $1,000, you can probably only buy a few shares of Apple or partial share of Google. But with penny stocks, you can have over 1,000 shares for the same cost. And when that penny stock soars, you'll be making bank. Well, let me let you in on something. They don't work. Penny stocks are considered pennies for a reason. The companies they represent are typically smaller companies that are banking on one product or one scientific breakthrough. The lack of transparency and fundamental strength of the underlying company is what makes these investments a very bad idea. The fourth most costly Roth IRA mistake is thinking that you cannot contribute because you are over the income threshold. You can contribute up to $6,000 if you're under age 50 and an additional $1,000 if you're age 50 and above. The Roth IRAs have an income knockout provision. The IRS states that if in the year 2020, you make more than $124,000 as a single filer or over $196,000 as a joint household, you are ineligible to contribute the maximum amount to a Roth IRA. And they would be right. But if you're in that category, fret not because the IRS also has a tax loophole that allows for an indirect contribution to a Roth IRA for all you high income earners out there. The backdoor Roth IRA is a way for high income earners to sidestep the income limits so that they can contribute to this tax free account. I'm a big fan of this strategy and use it for many of my clients who are above the income limits. I'll have a separate segment that explains the backdoor Roth in detail along with some pointers and how to do it correctly and as cost effective as possible. However, the short version of the backdoor Roth is putting after-tax money into a non-deductible traditional IRA and then converting the traditional IRA over to a Roth IRA account. In essence, you need both a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA to do this, and ideally, you would not want to do this at a mutual fund company in order to reduce costs. Again, more in-depth segment on backdoor Roth IRA explained. It's going to be coming out. Check it out. The Fifth most costly Roth IRA mistake is using the money early and not for retirement. 
I started this segment by calling the Roth IRA the single most powerful investment vehicle you can have because of the tax-free withdrawals. The Roth IRA allows you to withdraw your contribution money at any time without being subject to penalties. The growth for earnings is tied to age 59 and a half and a five-year rule in order to bypass tax penalties. Let me explain this in two parts, contributions and earnings. The earnings are simple enough to understand. If I contribute 6,000 to my Roth IRA, and let's say a year later, that Roth IRA account balances at 6,500, I can, without penalties, withdraw my 6,000, which is considered principal without facing any tax penalties. So again, money deposited by me has no penalties for withdrawals. Doesn't matter if you're 25, 35, 45, whatever, no penalties. The investment earnings, however, are subject to withdrawal rules. So using the above example, the $500 in investment earnings must be held until age 59 and a half, and the account must have been open for at least five years before there are no penalties. Withdrawals prior to meeting these two conditions are subject to taxes and penalties. There are exceptions to this, such as buying your first home. You can use up to $10,000 for that. Qualified higher education, otherwise known as college expenses, for yourself and your dark family, or medical expenses that are not reimbursed. So going back to the withdrawal rule, keep in mind the five-year rule needs to be in place in addition to the age 59 and a half rule. I get this all the time from clients nearing retirement. They'll start funding a Roth IRA in the final years of employment and then try to turn around and start withdrawing from it immediately in retirement. They assume that because they're over age 59 and a half, they won't have any penalties. But if that five-year rule is not met, you'll be paying penalties for it. Just to reiterate, if you're under age 59 and a half and withdraw that 5,000 in earnings, you'll be paying both ordinary income taxes and an additional 10% penalty on that $500. If you're over age 59 and a half, but your Roth IRA is not at least five years old, any income you will take will be subject to a 10% penalty. That means if you funded a Roth IRA at age 58, you cannot withdraw the investment earnings until five years later. I know this can get a little bit confusing, which is why I recommend you speak to your CPA before initiating any type of withdrawals. Taking withdrawals from a Roth IRA too early would just hurt your own retirement plan. I've seen so many instances where people were sold on a Roth IRA because of the tax-free portion, and they were told by the financial advisor they can withdraw the money at any time or even consider the Roth IRA as a better form of a savings account because you can invest in it. And then suddenly an unexpected emergency comes and they need to withdraw from the Roth IRA, thereby effectively destroying their financial plan. Like I said in my previous episodes, I highly encourage you to think of this account as an out-of-sight, out-of-mind when it comes to withdrawals. Don't go starting the Roth IRA until you have your debt paid off and your emergency fund stashed away. And that's it for today, my friends. The Roth IRA is the single most powerful investment vehicle you can have. And if you avoid these five costly mistakes, you're well on your way to financial independence. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and invest wisely. The podcast reflects the opinions of the hosts. The podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a recommendation to buy or sell any security and is not an offer or sale of a security. The podcast is also not a research report 
and is not intended to be the basis of any investment decision. Investment advice is offered only through a signed management agreement with Juncture Wealth Strategies, LLC, a registered investment advisor.